Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Thursday, March 25th, 2021. Stand up for your country. All right. So, President Biden, I've got his report card. I've got my notes. I took extensive notes during the one hour Q&A with a very timid media. Didn't you think they were a little timid, a little shy? It wasn't quite the same as Donald Trump. Um, So a couple of things struck me. First of all, if you watched the uh, press conference, you saw President Biden came out with a lot of notes. I mean, a big, thick wad of notes. And he actually read the notes during his answer about China because they knew they were going to get a question about China. He read it. And that was pretty unusual. Now, Barack Obama had notes. Trump, I never really noticed any notes. He may have had them, but, you know, Trump, he's going to say whatever came into his mind. But Biden had a big pad of notes. So that was interesting to me. Um, He wandered, you know, wandered all over the place. Um, I didn't really learn anything. Did you? Please do me a favor. Two favors. I need two favors from you guys watching and listening tonight. Number one, if I'm unfair to President Biden, please let me know, you know, specifically. That's number one. And number two, if you learned anything from the press conference, I want to know what you learned. All right. Because I'm not arrogant sitting up here saying I know everything. And I want to be fair above all to anybody I cover. So, um, Joe Biden did use one old trick that's a really interesting trick, and I hadn't seen it um, in a while, but I'll I'll tell you about that in a moment. So here's my grade to the president on his first press conference. D, as in dog, D, all right? I thought he did a terrible job. Why? Because he didn't offer anything specific at all. And he denied that there was a border problem. He actually denied it. So that's pretty interesting. You can create a false world for yourself. You know people like that. I'm sure you do. They don't live in a real world. They live in a world they created. That looks like what's happening to Joe Biden. Now, he lost his train of thought. Well, I'm not going to harp on that. Everybody does it. Um, but he did lose his train of thought a few times where he just lost whatever he wanted to say. He couldn't summon it back. Um, he made it clear that he was elected to solve problems. I'm a problem solver. But he didn't offer one, not one, solution to any problem. That was interesting. He said everyone who comes to this country illegally under the age of 18 will be allowed in. That's a headline. Everyone. Not going to throw anybody back under 18. Pretty shocking. But he denied that's a magnet for other people to come. Now, you know, when minors are allowed to stay in the United States, it's only a matter of time before their parents, grandparents, brothers and sisters will come join them. You know that. Everybody knows that. Okay. He's not going to separate families. He did say he's, uh, at this point, wanting to run for re-election. He backtacked that a little bit, but, you know, I don't believe that will happen, by the way. 
Um, and then uh, he says he's uh, uniting the country. Flat out said, I'm uniting the country. Well, the Republican Congress doesn't like me, but Republican voters, they'd like me because I'm uniting everybody. I said, <clears throat> really? And I'll back everything up with facts. So again, I give the president a D. Now, just for context, I gave President Trump some bad marks uh, in his press conferences, particularly on COVID, when he wandered all over the place and made the press conference all about him, not about the pandemic. Now, I didn't think that was good, and I think that hurt him a lot in his reelection attempt. Um, Barack Obama didn't really hold many of these, and he just filibustered all day long. You know, what? It was one of these. Biden made an attempt to answer the question, but the, some of the answers were just way out there. So let's get specific, okay? The first soundbite that I chose um, is the headline of the, prince, of the press conference. The kids are all in. Go. The idea that I'm going to say, which I would never do, if an unaccompanied child ends up at the border, we're just going to let them starve to death and stay on the other side. No previous administration did that either, except Trump. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. That's why I've asked the Vice President of the United States yesterday to be the lead person on dealing with focusing on the fundamental reasons why People leave Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador in the first place. So I did not know that uh, children were starving to death on the other side of the border. Did you know that? I, I didn't know that. Okay, what I saw in the last year of the Trump administration is a fairly orderly process where migrants apprehended at the border were turned back to Mexico and the United States sent millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars, perhaps a hundred million dollars to the Mexican government to house those people on Mexican soil. That's what I saw. Maybe I missed the starving children. But believe me when I tell you that if there had been one child starving, the anti-Trump media would have been all over that child. So with a very, very casual demeanor, the president of the United States is telling the world, you know, there were starving children uh, and President Trump's policies led to it. But that isn't true. Is it? No. Now, does Joe Biden know what he said is a falsehood? Did he bear false witness against his neighbor, Donald Trump? No. He doesn't know what's true and what isn't true. He doesn't know. Second Samba. You know, there's really not a problem at the border. It's the same old, same old as the cliche goes. Roll it. There is a significant increase in the number of people coming to the border in the winter months of January, February, March. It happens every year. In addition to that, there is a and nobody. And by the way, does anybody suggest that there was a 31% increase under Trump because he was a nice guy and he was doing good things at the border? That's not the reason they're coming. 
The reason they're coming is that it's the time they can travel with the least likelihood of dying on the way because of the heat in the desert, number one. Number two, they're coming because of the circumstances in country, in country. The way to deal with this problem, and I started to deal with it back when I was a United States Senator, I mean, uh, Vice President, for putting together a bipartisan plan of over $700 million to do the root causes of why people are leaving. So it, it's always this way in January, February, and March, according to President Biden. So, it's nothing, it's not unusual what's happening. Okay, so we called up the Border Patrol. And from February 2020, Donald Trump, to February 2021, comparing February to February, all right, border apprehensions by the federal government of the United States are up 174%. That's a fact. So Joe Biden was going, but the fact is that border apprehensions are up 174% February to February. Now, did anyone in the press corps so, anyone? No. In fact, not one statistic was used by anyone in the press. Now, again, does Mr. Biden know he's not telling the truth? No, he doesn't. He doesn't know. This frightens me. When I see someone spouting falsehoods, whether it's a politician or somebody I know, they don't know they're doing it, that's a red flag. And he's the most powerful man in the world. So he's basically in denial, as they say. He's just in denial. Oh, you know, it's just not, no, no big deal. It's just no big deal. Right? It happens every first quarter. And then I love the fact that he, uh, bipartisan plan is $700 million. $700 million for what? Kamala Harris for what? You don't know why people in Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, Panama, Nicaragua, and down to Tierra del Fuego, South America, want to come to the United States. You don't know. You have to study it. It's beyond belief. Those countries have been corrupt ever since they were conceived. And they'll always be corrupt. You can send down 700 million, 700 trillion they're still going to be corrupt. That's it. They're corrupt. The government's corrupt. The police are corrupt. The gangs rule. No one's going to do anything about it. Send the money. Kamala Harris going to get down there and solve anything? I mean, I, I've been down there. All right, covered the war in El Salvador. I know. Same thing in Mexico. It's a corrupt country. Do you not understand that, President Biden? No, he doesn't. Understand. We have a few root causes why they're coming. They're coming because the United States of America is a thousand times better than where they live. That's why. And if people in Africa and Asia could cross the oceans, they'd come too. And the Middle East and Russia and pretty much everywhere on the planet. You not understand that? See, this stuff drives me crazy. 
because it's so stupid. Oh, no, we're going to study the root causes and find out why they're coming. Okay. The filibuster. Now, many people don't even, they can't figure this out. What's the filibuster? The filibuster is in the Senate when there is a law proposed, all right? In order to get a vote on a law, you have to go through a committee, all right? And then in the committee, the Republicans and Democrats shape the law, and they put it then out to a vote. If there's agreement in the committee, it can go right to a floor vote. But if there's disagreement in the committee, as there often is, then the minority party, the party that doesn't like it, all right, can delay the vote by the filibuster. It's a rule so that one party doesn't have dominance, even though it may have more members over the other. The other party has a say. That's what the filibuster is. Now, Biden, who has been a senator, I forget how many years, more than 30, he knows what the filibuster is. He likes the filibuster. He said he wouldn't try to do away with it. Now he's waffling. Roll the tape. I'm going to say something outrageous. I have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done in the United States Senate. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, I'm, we're going to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's complete lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have to go beyond what I'm talking about. But he doesn't know what he's talking about. You saw it there. He lost his train of thought. He didn't know what he wanted to say in the beginning when he started, he knew. But then he forgot. All right? I'm not going to say that he's got any kind of permanent condition, but I'm going to say that he's in decline. Is that fair? Is anybody going to challenge that? Okay, next soundbite. Um, this is perhaps the most outrageous soundbite. Go. The third reason I said I was running was to unite the country. And generically speaking, all of you said, no, you can't do that. Well, I've not been able to unite the Congress, but I've been uniting the country based on the polling data. Okay. So today, here's the polling data. The Rasmussen Daily Tracking Job Approval. 47% of Americans approve of the job Joe Biden is doing. 51% disapprove. That's today. That sound like a united country to you? Does it? Now, again, does Biden know? He doesn't know. Somebody told him that. Maybe Jill told him that. Maybe Kamala told him. Oh, yeah. Polls show you're a united country. That's right. <laughs> this is not a serious man today. It's not a serious man. All right. If you were in a job, if you were a teacher or a police officer or someone who had to use facts, all right, 
in order to fulfill the requirements of your job, you would have been fired. Oh, there's no problem at the border. It happens every every three months in the beginning of the year. Oh, you know, I'm uniting the country. The poll numbers show that. And you're sitting there going, no, that's not true. Final soundbite. Um, again, befuddled. Yeah, go. We're going to be moving within the next uh, within the next week over a hundred thousand. I mean, a thousand people out of uh, the border patrol into safe, secure beds and, and facilities. We're going to significantly ramp up. We're already out there contacting everyone from getting some of the employees at HHS. There's a lot of them doing other things and move them into making those calls. We're in the, we're in the process of rearranging and providing for the personnel needed to get that done. Okay, to get what done? To get notification of minors who come here illegally. They are now going to be set free and sent to where, whatever information they give the Border Patrol at taxpayer expense. So, I, I mean, you know, 100,000, 1,000, he doesn't know. So let's go overall here. Um, Joe Biden was not in control of that press conference. He said things that weren't true. He was um, distracted, to say the least, in his thought process. He used notes and actually read from the notes, prepared, okay? And the press just stood there and really didn't do anything. They were as befuddled as Mr. Biden was. Now, the press is very respectful to the president. I think we would all agree, all right? Again, they used no stats at all. No stats, you know, Mr. President, what you're saying about the border isn't really true based on what the Border Patrol says or based on what the polling says. It's not really true. None of them did it. Not one of them brought stats into that, which is just a disgrace. I mean, I've been a reporter for a long time. I mean, these people are not prepared. Now, why? Because they're, they don't want to make Biden look bad. They lacked energy. Um, it was an amazing contrast to Donald Trump when they wanted to hurt him. Super aggressive. Here they, uh, they asked a few questions about the border, but nothing meaningful. Nothing at all. And they were warned. These reporters in the White House today were warned. You better not embarrass them. And let me back that up. So the Washington Post, which is the newspaper in the nation's capital, they have two columnists that warned the White House press corps to be not, don't be unnice. <laughs> is that a word, unnice? Don't be mean to President Biden. The first one's Margaret Sullivan, okay? And she said uh, in a column, um, what the press conference shouldn't turn into is a performative exercise in equating two administrations just to show how tough the press is. Okay. Uh, and that was a real warning from the Washington Post. And then it was backed up by the awful Jennifer Rubin. Oh, my God. How bad can you get? So the Washington Post, this is supposedly the uh, paper that chronicles the federal government for everybody else. In the bag, in the tank, always have been. Not always, but in the last decade they have been. All right. Now, <clears throat> I wish you guys were here. I wish this was a live audience so you could ask me questions. 
But I want you to write me, bill at billoreilly.com, bill at billoreilly.com. If I was unfair to President Biden, please let me know. I think I handled it in a very fact-based way. And that's my job. All right? It's my job. I gave him a D. I think I was generous in the D. All right? I learned nothing. There were no problem-solving attempts. He didn't even make an attempt to solve any problem. And he misled the world on a number of occasions. So he's lucky he got a D. Now, the press, as I said, is ridiculous. And um, this uh, might have escaped your attention, and I want to read it to you. There's a senior circuit federal judge in Washington, D.C., named Lawrence Silberman. He's uh, 85 years old. He's appointed by President Reagan. He recently ruled on a case where the New York Times um, was sued. I believe it was the Times. It might have been another press vehicle. And um, the judges in the suit ruled that the libel that was alleged against the press wasn't enough. So the, the people who sued lost. But Silberman dissented. And here's what he said, quote, Two of the three most influential papers, at least historically, the New York Times and Washington Post, are virtually Democratic Party broadsheets. The new section of the Wall Street Journal leans in the same direction. The orientation of these three papers is followed by the Associated Press and most large papers across the country, such as the Los Angeles Times, Miami Herald, and Boston Globe. Nearly all television, network, and cable is Democratic Party trumpet. Even the government-supported national public radio follows along. Silicon Valley also has an enormous influence over the distribution of news, and it similarly filters news delivery in ways favorable to the Democratic Party, unquote. Now, that is about as true a statement as I've heard this year, 2021. This judge knows that we don't have a free press any longer. We don't have an honest press any longer. And because we don't, this country is going to suffer dramatically. It, it really is. Now, one of the vehicles that has been corrupted top to bottom is CNN. There's a commentator on CNN named Phil Mudd. He's supposed to be a counterintelligence expert. He did work for the CIA. Here's what he said on March 24th. Go. This will offend you. I'm an American. I'm a proud American. But we live in the United States of arrogance. If you look at educational standards in this country, they are mediocre because we cannot look to Asia and Europe and say somebody has a better way. If you look at access to health care in this country, we are mediocre because we cannot look to Asia and Europe and say other people have better access. We should learn. If you look at violent crime and suicide by weapon and you look at Asia and Europe, we simply look at America and say we're exceptional. OK, so this guy, he has no perspective and it's amazing because he worked for the CIA. The reason that we have higher crime here is because we have more freedom. We have more freedom. In uh, most of the world, I would say 80% of it, the government dictates pretty much all the shots, all right? Tells you what doctor you can go to, what surgical procedures you can have. You know, if you go over to Britain uh, and you do the nationalized health over there, uh, they're going to tell you, yeah, you got to wait a year if you want a knee replacement or whatever, and you're going to go to this hospital and see this doctor, all right? So, yeah, we don't have that here. We have private, and when you have private, you're going to have more problems than public. There's no doubt about that. Crime, 
in Great Britain, you can't have a gun. We're not going to let you have a gun. We don't have any amendments here. We don't have any of that. So you can't have it. All right. Now, if you get stabbed or if somebody comes to your home in Yorkshire uh, and uh, violates you, well, that's too bad. This is just too bad. And their population base, all right, is what? 15% of ours? So we got 350 million people here. And we have the most diverse population on Earth here. In Japan, they're all Japanese, all right? It's a lot easier to run societies. In Scandinavia, they're all Scandinavian, and now they're banning non-Scandinavians from coming into Sweden because they caused so much trouble when they got there, all right? So I'm looking at this guy, I'm going, you don't really know what you're talking about. Uh, this country is the most vibrant society on Earth. Now, we're losing a lot of our personal freedoms here because of the progressive left. All right, we're going to lose a lot. We're going to have to fight. I don't mean that, you know, violently, but we're going to have to use our votes and our uh, common sense to stop the intrusions on our freedom, our personal freedom. But the other countries don't have the personal freedom. I mean, you think they have a better healthcare system in Thailand and Vietnam and Cambodia than we have? All right. In China, you do exactly what you're told. The same thing in Russia. They tell you what to do. You do it. You do it. All right. So this is just crazy. But CNN, CNN loves that. See, we're bad, but Europe and Asia, they're good. That's CNN. That's AT&T. All right, latest on the border, Kamala Harris says, you know, as we talked about, she's in charge. Does that make you feel better? I know oh, she's going to kick some serious butt on the border. I know she is. Um, in Dallas, uh, you guys got about 2,000 um, teenage boys down there in the uh, Dallas Convention Center. Okay, government's paying Dallas. Good buck to house them. In San Diego at the Convention Center, you guys got about 1,500 um, migrant children down there. Uh, you're getting paid, too. And this will become, as the children flood in here, now that uh, President Biden said, any kid under 18, come on in. In the whole world. Come on. Now, here you go. You ready for this? No one will report this but me. You ready? Great Britain has announced plans to toughen asylum rules. Ooh, Great Britain. Great Britain will now send back people who travel through the EU to get there and apply for asylum. Because it's out of control in Britain as well. Reason that Great Britain left the EU is it didn't want this flood of foreign nationals coming in. That's the Brexit vote. But now they still come in and they want asylum, just like here. And now Great Britain goes, no, we send you back. So I'd like to know. All right, COVID. So the Miami Heat, beginning on April Fool's Day, going to have sections in, I think it's the American Airlines Arena down there. Nice arena. I've been there um, for vaxxed people. So you get your own, own entrance. You get into the game, the Miami Heat. You get your own little uh, section where you can sit. Still got to wear masks. 
Now, this is the wave of the future. So by the end of May, Memorial Day, most Americans will be vaxxed. Things will be getting back to normal. But I think many, perhaps most of the public venues are going to still want you to wear the mask. But if you're vaxxed, you're going to get in fast track places. You're going to get more privileges. And that's going to happen. But in Europe, Angela Merkel, perhaps, no, nah, she's not the worst, but she's bad. So she told all the Germans, you're going to shut down for five days over Easter weekend. Everybody shuts down. Riots in the street. Angela, oh, and now she's reversed it. She's reversed it. Why? Because she's afraid that the people will physically do damage in Germany. Okay? Now, Germany's got a 91% increase in COVID cases. In France, seven-day average of new infections up 80%. Italy, 25%. Ireland, 150%. Ireland's closed because I was going to try to get there in June. It's closed. All right. Poland, 71%. So COVID is raging. And I have another interesting stat. I hope I can find it here. Um, Only about 4% of Europeans are fully vaxxed, 4.2%. That's in Germany, but that, I think that's across the continent about that, according to the Robert Koch Institute. So we have, we're approaching 50%. They got four. Why? I told you why. Because capitalism, American style, led to the development quickly of the vaccine. Europe don't have it. Because they don't have capitalism. They have socialism. Government runs everything. Government couldn't get a vax. Sweden doesn't have the vax. Greece doesn't have it. Spain, no vax. Germany, no, 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 no. We don't have a vax. So they're dependent upon us sending them vax. Or Great Britain. Great Britain's going, we're not going to send you vax. We're going to get all our people vax first. All right. So there you go. You want to live over there? Go ahead. Have fun. Here, the socialists are running wild because Joe Biden is doing what they want. So uh, there is a legislation in the House that will provide 2,000 monthly payments, 2,000 bucks a month to everybody, all right, including illegal aliens. And then 1,000 a month until a year after the pandemic ends, which officially wouldn't be for a while, okay? So this is sponsored by our, our pal Ilan Omar. Oh, don't you love her? She's just so good. Uh, The Democrat from Minnesota. And the others that signed on to it are uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Jesus Garcia, Illinois, Eleanor Holmes Norton, D.C., Ayanna Presley, Massachusetts, and Cori Bush, Missouri. There they are. These are the socialists. Okay? So free money for everybody. Now, we can't afford this. Can't even come close to affording it. It's not going to get through, but you should know who the socialists are. Um, New York is going to legalize pot, and there's one big reason why. I told that to Bernie and Sid on WABC this morning. Go. The last thing, Bill O'Reilly, speaking of a word of the day, doobies, 
uh, the governor is going to sign legislation soon legalizing weed in, yeah. in New York State. Well, here's the story, and I want to break it on the Bernie and the Sid show. Um, the governor needs to smoke as much pot as possible. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, so that's what this is all about. I mean, come on. If you're him and you go, hey, uh, it's not going real well. Yeah. Why don't you bring that over right. here, and now I can't get in trouble. So that's, that's the inside story. <laughs> okay. Um, pot in New York, that'll be great. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. That's all we need. More intoxicated drivers on the roads, more kids at 9 and 10 smoking weed. That's what we want. Let's make it, let's make it easier. It's easy now to get it in the inner city. But let's make it easier for the kids in the suburbs to get, yeah, let's get everybody a pot. Yeah, let's get everybody. It's great. All right, this day in history, March 25th. Did you know it's Waffle Day? It is Waffle Day. All over the world, not just here. International Waffle Day is March 25th. Now, the waffle was actually invented in Greece way back, the ancient Greek. Now, I don't think there was an Athens Waffle House back the uh, Spartans and Athenians. I don't think so, but they invented it. And then it spread to Europe. And it went to Sweden, was big, big on those waffles, all right? And they had... um, Vufagen was a waffle treat that the Swedes would give their kids right before Easter. That's why March 25th is Waffle Day. And uh, now waffles are everywhere. In 1620, the pilgrims brought waffles to the New World. In 1620, 1725, the word waffle appeared in Robert Smith's cookbook, Court Cookery. In 1789, Thomas Jefferson returned to the U.S. from France with many waffle recipes. So I'd like to know it's Waffle Day. I bet you didn't know that. And uh, I like waffles. I'm a big waffle guy. Take a quick break. Back with mail and a final thought that you're going to like. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, mail. Robert, concierge member. Again, we hope you check out concierge membership on BillOReilly.com. You get a direct pipeline to me. 
I don't understand how Joe Biden's verbal overtures to migrants who come to the USA to collect their prizes cause the Mexican military to abdicate their rules on the southern and northern Mexican borders. I don't know either, but I know that President Trump had a deal with Obrador, the president of Mexico. I think the deal was, and I reported this, that the USA would not declare the drug cartels terrorist groups, because then we could have droned them in return for Obrador's cooperation. Trump's not there, that deal goes away. But I, I don't really know, but there's a lot of corruption in this. You know that. Uh, Tanya, concierge member, Bill, in your opinion, which policies would be different now if Bernie Sanders was president? None. Sanders and, uh, and Biden, Biden's morphed into Sanders. I don't see anything different. Not one thing. Colleen Bystrak, Lake Hapatkong, New Jersey. I understood what you presented concerning Sidney Powell, and I appreciate your clarity on the responsibilities of being a good and fair journalist. However, I believe that more incriminating evidence about the election is about to come out, and I'm glad to hear that you will report it if it does. Of course I will. Of course I will. If, if there's some evidence about electoral fraud, you, you'll hear it here first. But it's got to be evidence, not rumor. Catherine Concierge, remember, thank you. The Dem strategy of taking all blame away from personal failure and reinventing it as victimhood helps no one. Absolutely correct. We are becoming a nation of victims, and that's robbing children of incentive. By telling minority kids you don't have a chance because whites are oppressing you, boy. John Nish, Miami, Florida, the two senators who stated there aren't enough minorities being selected for cabinet positions. Why are they not told to resign for being racist? Because that's the policy of the Biden administration, John. Equity. That's equity. I mean, they embrace that. OK. Uh, 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 uh. Word of the day. By the way, um, this weekend. Get some stand up for your country stuff. We need to spread the word. Best mug in the world. Killing the mob out May 4th. This is a great time to pre-order. You'll get it first. 50% off Killing Crazy Horse if you pre-order Killing the Mob, which you will like. Word of the day, do not be imperious. Hillary Clinton is imperious. Post a lady for that. Do not be that. So quick break and back with a funny take. And it is good. Uh, Joe Biden. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, here's the final thought of the day. I'm a big fan of Dana Carvey. You know him. Wayne's World, Saturday Night Live guy. Carvey's 65 years old. I didn't know that. One of the most talented comedians in the country. Well, now um, you'll remember that Carvey did Bush the Elder. You know, not, not gonna... You know, remember that impression? Um, now he's got Joe Biden. Roll it. Folks, come on, folks. Let's get real. I'm not kidding around here. You know, you know, we got to do the thing. We did Barack. We did the deal, you know. And, uh, you know, my dad, my dad, you know, lost his job in Scranton. No joke. 
no, Joe, I'm not being a wise guy here. I said, Pops, why'd you lose? He said, Joe, I did. My mom said, that's the cookie. But she, the crumble, she says, what do it? You know, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Number one, the thing that they said, come on. Number two, the two part. Folks, three, you know, come on. I'm not kidding around. No rocket science. There's, here's the deal. That's brilliant. That is a brilliant piece of satire right there. So I know these guys, you know, I, I don't know Carvey uh, too well, but I know Norm McDonald, another brilliant guy. Miller, you know, knows them all. And then obviously Miller and I uh, go way back. And the difference now uh, on Saturday Night Live, you remember back when it first started with Belushi and Aykroyd and, and all of the brilliant guys. And then they had a kind of a fallow period. And then Carvey came in and, um, you know, uh, Madonna was there, Miller was there on Weekend Update, and they really had an edge to them. Now, it's almost like the show is prefabricated. There, there are times when it rises, but it's become so political. They got lost in the hate Trump movement, Saturday Night Live did, alienated, you know, people just want a, a few laughs, you know? I, I don't hate Joe Biden. I think he's past it. I don't think he's going to succeed. He's, I don't think he's going to help this country, all right? I think in two years, actually less than that, that the Republicans, and they're not the, the greatest geniuses, trust me on that. The Republican Party, oh, but I think they'll take Congress back because things are getting, getting bad. And the economy, if they pass that tax rise, we're all going to get hurt. You think the gas taxes are bad? Where do you see what happens then? But I could be wrong, but to poke fun at Biden in that way, that was a gentle way. All right, you compare that to Alec Baldwin and Trump. And Carvey, I really admire his skill as a satirist because he's not mean, but he gets the point across. Thank you for watching and listening this evening. We'll see you soon.